everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Danae Poth. This is episode 12 of season two. And if joining in for the first time, thank you. If you've been listening for a while, uh, thank you as well. I have been recording episodes of my podcast since last September. And so I'm thrilled that I've been able to be consistent in creating a podcast uh, to start and then with recording episodes and sharing ideas for a little bit over, I guess, a period of a year right now. So anyway, I talk about a lot of different things and it's a conversation with myself, which I often joke about, but it has been a way for me to just think about the things that I'm doing in my classroom. It's great for reflection and of course, to share the experiences, uh, some of the things that my students create or the ideas that they come up with, or even just some of the challenges that I'm facing in the classroom, especially now as we're back in a new school year and still working with uh, in-person learning with different restrictions or specific requirements based on our location uh, or hybrid learning or fully online distance virtual learning. And so it is, uh, I don't wanna say the word interesting because I've been using it so much lately, but it truly is an interesting time in the world and in education. And my most recent episodes, I talked about back to school, some ideas, some of the challenges, reflecting on how it has gone. Also catching myself in kind of shifting back to the way I had always done things in a sense. Uh, trying to fit everything that I would do in my normal physical classroom space in the virtual learning space as right now my school is fully distance learning for the first nine weeks. And so getting started with the beginning of this year, I was thinking back to last year and every other year how I would start the year with activities to get to know my students, for them to get to know each other. The different content that I start, like Spanish one, learning the alphabet and greetings and practicing the alphabet or giving kind of short little quizzes to see how they're doing with the sounds or having those conversations in person and being able to do all of that and more in a 42 minute period of time was a lot easier than it is now in using Microsoft Teams and having a lot of students in some classes and not so many in others finding ways to make sure that every student is getting a chance to speak during each class. And if not, having options available where I can hear them and get to know them if I don't already know them from prior years of Spanish. And that's what I've been spending my time doing here in the first month or so of school. And it is, I don't want to say it's getting easier because <laughs> it's not, but I'm finding it easier to plan and manage my time better. My workflow, the activities that I'm doing, uh, it is, as we all know, very demanding. I, I feel like the day just doesn't ever end and some days feel like weeks. And I know that a lot of people, if not everybody can relate to that, especially in conversations I've had with friends, colleagues, seeing things posted on different social media platforms like Twitter and in Facebook communities, and if you're looking for a group to join, I know there are a lot of groups out there, but I do also have my Thrive in EDU Facebook community, and we are always welcoming new members to the group. It's just a space to share ideas, to connect, to find support, uh, to have some fun and all of those things. So I would love to have more people join our community. So for today, kind of continuing on my prior 
conversation with myself, but sharing ideas. I was talking about project-based learning and I shared some different tools that aren't specific to PBL, but can be used for other possibilities that we're trying to set up for our students to collaborate, to give feedback, to be able to hear each other, to see each other. And so just a quick recap, if you didn't listen to the episode, I would love for you to go back and listen to it about project-based learning and why I think that is a good choice for anywhere learning, especially if we're transitioning from in our classrooms to hybrid to distance learning. But a few tools that I think are just so multi-purpose that you can get started with quickly, Wanderopolis for sparking some curiosity with students and for exploring ideas, uh, Padlet and Wakelet, of course, and then for getting to know students, for them to get to know us, for us to share who we are with families even, and for providing feedback, for example, tools like Flipgrid or I use Synth. If you look it up, it's gosynth.com. Anchor for, again, like I'm using for podcasts or just having conversations and giving feedback. And so for today, just to add on a few more ideas kind of that would also work well with PBL, that would work well with any type of learning activity or assessment that maybe you're thinking about, or if you're looking for a new tool to use in your classroom and don't have a lot of time, or you're worried about a learning curve, uh, these, I think, will definitely help with all of that. So one thing that I hear a lot is having a space where students can share their ideas with their classmates or ask questions to their teacher. And depending on what you're using, Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams, another LMS, for example, like I had used Edmodo for years, they all offer a space for that to happen. But other options that are good for if you want to have collaborations with students from other classrooms. With our project-based learning, we had a Padlet and my students and students from Argentina were able to post on it. Uh, so you didn't have to be part of you know, your Microsoft Teams group or in the Google Classroom. It was where anybody could post if you set it up that way. Other choices that are easy to get started with, things like back channel chat is a good option or Yo Teach is another one that I've used and I know many other teachers have used as well. And all of those promote asynchronous or synchronous conversations and of course help our students and ourselves to continue to build our communication skills, collaboration skills, focus on digital citizenship during whatever it is that we are learning. Uh, in having students create something to show what they have learned, when it comes to PBL, I leave it up to them. And that's uncomfortable at first for students because many times they are used to having it be told to them that it has to be a report or a poster or some specific format. And when they have kind of that independence to choose on their own, it's uncomfortable at first. I know for me, that was the same thing that I experienced. So for products of learning, it's important that they have choices. And I think even more so now to give them uh, the opportunity to kind of explore on their own. And maybe they want to write a blog or create an infographic or do a podcast like this or make a video or something that offers all of those choices kind of within one. And in my classroom with my students, also for presentations, for Twitter chats, for about me to introduce in Twitter chats or anywhere. I've used Buncee for many years and my students really enjoy using it because they can create really quickly. There are templates available that people can use. There are ideas in the ideas lab. 
You also can give the option for students to give uh, feedback in the form of comments on their Buncees. You can post all of the Buncees on a Buncee board. So again, looking back to collaboration with our project-based learning, my students and students in Argentina created Buncees to introduce themselves to one another, and they could all see them on that one Buncee board. Another tool like Nearpod, which I've used a lot, especially in the first couple of weeks of school, quickly launching one like a whiteboard space for my students to write on or to type responses uh, for assessments. But even now where we're limited with field trips or opportunities to kind of go and explore places that are either far away or very expensive to go to, to or we just can't reach, having Nearpod where you can add in uh, VR trips, for example, or have a collaborative discussion board or have quizzes or polls or use some of the content that's already in there, like the, uh, let's see, Desmos graphing calculator, they have vocabulary, the videos that you can add in, you can even take any documents, presentations you already have, add that right into Nearpod, also integrates with Google Classroom and Microsoft Teams. So easy to get started. Students can do their own lesson at their own pace, so student pace, or you can do the lesson live, which I've used both of those options depending on uh, the class and what my specific goal is for that. And then finally, one that I will mention in terms of having students potentially collaborate or just enjoy creating a video will be something like uh, WeVideo, where they can create their own video and edit it and add all of the different components to it that they want. It can be very basic. They can add a lot of different special effects and features to it. Or if students are teaching a lesson, they could use tools like we do, like say Screencastify, and have them create a video where they can share what they've learned. And then you can use that to share with other students. And of course, a lot of these tools have the same uh, functionality. So you could use Screencastify or students could use the features of Flipgrid with its recent updates to do the same thing. And so I think it's important that whatever we use, whatever ideas we try, that we ask students for feedback about what it is that we are using, whether it's a different method like project-based learning or if it's a tool like one of the ones that I've mentioned and finding out what it helps them to do if they like it, what they see the benefits to be. And I know that whenever we were doing project-based learning, students told me, especially during the time in the spring when our schools were closed, that using those different tools helped them to really understand and connect with what it was like in other countries, more specifically Spain, when we were doing project-based learning, and being able to connect and ask questions directly to those students living there and who were their same age really helped them to kind of better understand uh, different perspectives, different backgrounds and experiences, and tie that into their project in a way that was unlike anything else that they had experienced. And so it is all about having choices. And I, I do believe that, as I mentioned prior episode, uh, project-based learning is a great way to promote student choice and voice. Also for us as educators, finding ways to leverage these different digital tools to I mean, it's not about the tool, it's about what does it help us to do differently, focusing on the why. If we're looking to increase student engagement, if we're looking to personalize learning experiences, if we're looking to help students to build essential skills, not just for the future, but for now, then what are some of the ways that we can do that? Is it a method, project-based learning, genius hour? 
Is it a strategy we could use or is it a specific digital tool that gives students a variety of choices? And so I think that it can be all of those things. The important thing is figuring out what works the best for you and for your students and continuing to evaluate and reflect on the choices that you're making. And if it doesn't go like you thought it might, totally fine. We are learning as we go and there are plenty more options out there for us to choose from. So as always, uh, that's I try to keep this short, shorter, just with some quick ideas to explore, especially in this new school year with things changing. Uh, so hopefully some of these ideas helped. And if you have questions about any of the tools that I mentioned or want some resources, don't hesitate to reach out and connect with me on Twitter, rdenae915, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,